Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties, in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics, present Big Talk on Little Rock, a deeper look inside Little Rock Trojan Athletics. Now, here is your host of Big Talk on Little Rock, the voice of Little Rock women's basketball, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of Big Talk on Little Rock. I am Trey Schaap, joined today by the Little Rock Trojan Athletic Director, George Lee. This segment is brought to you by Stevens. George, thanks for sitting down with us here on Big Talk on Little Rock. Uh, thanks, Trey, for having me. Let's go back to when you first sat down with Chancellor Drail about this position. You knew that Chase was leaving. You have worked in the athletic department for many, many, many years, probably one that knows where everything is hidden inside an athletic department. But what was that conversation like with Chancellor Drail? Well, I think the, the biggest point at that point in time is, you know, as a university, we're looking at, you know, how do we continue to operate knowing that the last seven, eight, nine years that we're working under a, a student population is declining each of those years. And, you know, at times we've had to reduce our budgets. Um, at times we've been able to increase the athletic fee, um, but we've really been at a standpoint at a point where we didn't feel like that we can do that anymore and so we really had to have an athletic director that could come in right away in, in the year that we're looking in the 1920 academic year and um, how could we both either look at reducing revenue or uh, increasing revenue reducing expenses a combination of those two things because at that point in time under the previous chancellor, we were anticipating or projecting a 1% loss in the student population, and the reality was more like 7%. So we knew right at the beginning of this year, Chase and I even talking uh, before July 1, that there, we knew we were going to have to make budget mm -hmm. cuts. So we were looking at positions at that point in time. Um, so I think it really came to the standpoint of from the chancellor um, – how do I go out and hire an athletic director that I'm immediately looking at either having to increase revenue right away, which maybe wasn't realistic, versus having to reduce the, um, the expenses from the athletic department? And, you know, who, what, what, what population of athletic directors really are going to want to, as their first things that they step in, want to do that? Um, you know, so what I did is worked with Bob Denman on some different plans. Um, Bob was the interim athletic director at, at that point in time uh, for some reasons that Bob had personally. Bob did not want to be the athletic director going forward. Um, so the chancellor knew that she had to uh, find another athletic director, and I was already working with Bob and really saying, Bob, I think these are the things that whoever the athletic director was going to be, and I wasn't touting myself really at this point in time, but I said, you know, I really think it needs to be somebody – that is already at our university, uh, that knows where things are buried, that knows how it works, all those types of things. I think it's going to be very difficult to come in and learn those types of things on the fly in the type of time period that you're really looking for. And, you know, um, at that point, uh, uh, the chancellor had set up a meeting with me to talk about things. And I was kind of surprised at that first meeting, she offered me the job and I really was not. Wow. Really? I was really not expecting that. That so really, was that, was that kind of a jaw dropper? <laughs> I was kind of like, okay, okay. <laughs> that's not, 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 not really what I had uh, planned, but you know, um, uh, I do think I've been able, and I do think I bring some things to the table, you know, listen, 
listen, I understand that I may not be the, have taken the typical path to be an athletic director. You know, um, sometimes I don't, not sure over when you look back the last 10 or 15 years, if there is a typical path anymore. I mean, I think you've seen more business people come into it. Some of those have been successful. Some of them haven't, you know, the old, typical um, athletic director pathway would be a head coach you know going into administration then and as an associate director or something like that and then becoming the AD and you still see some of that at particular schools but not as much of it as as what you have in in the past. So you get offered the job that 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 first meeting with Chancellor Drail how long did it take you to sit down with your your wife your family and and say okay yeah this is what I want to do. I want to take over what Chris Peterson, Chase mm-hmm. have started moving towards, and I want to try and advance that. Well, I talked with the chancellor at that point in time and said, well, you know, I've got to sit down with my wife, <laughs> talk with her about this, and, you know, make sure we have a plan in place of um, uh, of being able to do this. Um, I, I, I've been at the university as an employee now for almost 24 years. Um, I went to school here, um, so I'm an alumni of the university, and I love this university, and I feel like it can do a lot of things for Central Arkansas and uh, for students. And, you know, so I see myself as being a product of this, and I really felt like it's something that I needed to do. You know, I'm not going to say it was really a career goal of mine. I mean, mm-hmm. I've told some people that, you know, I didn't really see myself ever in this job. I was fine with the job I had before. Um, but I kind of looked at it at, okay, I do bring some things to the table here. And I do think that if you look at athletic directors out there, you know, um, UALR, UA Little Rock is not a Power 5 institution. We are not going to attract an athletic director that maybe has all of the qualities you would like to see in somebody. And, you know, I've never been a fundraiser, you know, so, you know, I do have deficiencies just like everybody else. But I think if you looked at it and said, okay, UA Little Rock, you're going to hire an athletic director that ticks every box that you would want, you're probably not going to be able to find that. I really, I mean, you look back at our last three athletic directors and say that they were able to do that. None of those people had all those qualifications either. You know, Rick Mello hired me. Rick Mello was primarily um, a compliance person. Mm-hmm. I mean, didn't really have business experience, that type of stuff. And, you know, Chris Peterson came here, and he was a coach, you know, and he's now the athletic director at UA Pine Bluff. And, you know, so he, he worked through a lot of those things. He had a very good staff to work for and, you know, was able to, to you know, hire people to complement what, what you don't have. And I have to do the same thing, you know, so. And – you, you start the job in November right. of 2019, and then you have all these budget issues that you're trying to work through, and then let's get to the 1st of March. You're sitting here in your office. The guys are on the bus heading to New Orleans. The women were knocked out of the Sunbelt Conference Tournament the day before, and it's basically all heck is breaking loose. Yeah. Um, very somber when I – look back and think about that day i had uh our, our our basketball team found out the night previous men's basketball who they were going to be playing georgia southern beat georgia state so we knew we were going to be playing georgia southern uh, on that saturday game in, in new orleans and so the coaching staff came in right after that game was over worked all night started practice at eight o'clock i probably was down there and watched maybe like the last 30 minutes of their practice 
you know, before uh, congratulated them on the season they had had. I vibed with, you know, with them and, you know, told them I was headed down there the next day and, you know, told them at that point that I had I had met with the commissioner early that morning. And at that point, our thinking was that the, we were going to have the tournament with no fans or very few fans in place. So I told just maybe the student athlete family, student athlete there, families, and right? They were looking at maybe 150 per institution, right. something like that. So I talked with Coach Walker before he left, and you know he was asking me once again, "Are we we're playing?" I said, "As far as I know, we're playing." And <laughs> yeah. I told him the circumstances, and probably within uh, we. That was about 10 o'clock, and the athletic directors were scheduled to have a, from the Sun Belt, have a meeting at 11 o'clock that morning uh, to kind of go through the plans for the, for the tournament and just talking about that. Well, as you say, between 10 and 11 o'clock, kind of all hell broke loose, you know. So I came back up to my office, and I had my TV on in my office of one of the conference tournaments. I don't remember which one. I but, think the Big East was still but playing. I, but I ended up turning it over to that, and we're – we started our meeting at 11 o'clock, and we were just like, we can't do this. There's no way we can have this tournament. We just we just can't. And so we very quickly voted to cancel the tournament, um, and uh, they said, okay, well, we're going to – you know, we're going to wait till 1130 and we'll come back as a group and then talk about, you know, the things after that. And so that way they could put a press release out saying that. And so by that point in time, I had, I had already talked with our uh, uh, director of internal ops, uh, Darius Mays, and said, call the men's basketball, tell them to stop. By that time, they were, I think, just on the other side of Pine Bluff, like a Whitehall or something like that. And so they were sitting there and you know, listening to uh, some of the things that that they were hearing at that point it was just surreal because they were they were hearing the same thing that you know, so and so canceled the SEC is canceled, the ACC is canceled. You know, those and types you know of things. when those Power Five cancels that the Sun Belt is going to have to fall suit. Yeah, no, we're, we're going to, and you know, um, there was no compelling reason at that point not to do that. When you started looking at the things that had happened at the in the NBA the night before that. There was just no way. I mean, we had to look at the um, health and welfare of our student athletes and our coaches and staff. And, you know, we just couldn't put them at risk like that. We just said, you know, we've got to change this. But, you know, we're sitting there having that call. And on my big screen TV, the Big East is still playing their tournament. And they're still playing their tournament. They're still playing their tournament. They get the halftime. And by that point in time, we were watching or we were talking. We had come back on as the athletic director's call with the Sun Belt. And I look up, and there's two different teams now playing on the Big East tournament. <laughs> so they had changed games from like the year before or something right, like that right. by that point in time at, at halftime. So they yeah. played a half and then had to change. But uh, I have to tell you, I still get choked up when I think about it because, you know, I think our team had a excellent chance to win the conference tournament, uh, advance in the NCAA tournament. And, you know, thinking back to 2016 when Chris Beard was here, that was really special. And I haven't been through like anything like that, you know, really before or since then. And I hate that they lost that opportunity. You know, it just sucks. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. It does. And, and I was thinking back to women's basketball in, in, in this season, obviously, mm-hmm. and the run that they were trying to make yeah. and the fact that, well, if they would have beaten Louisiana, at least Coach Foley could have said, well, we won our last game. There aren't many teams that can say you won your last game, especially if you do play your conference tournament. Right. And then if you win there and you do advance, you're going to 
Only one only team, one team is going to win. Yeah. Unless you're in one of those buy-in tournaments or the right. WNIT, which Little Rock right. has been fortunate enough to play in. But saying all that to say this, this is the first year that Little Rock women's basketball since 2014-15 season was not going to be involved in postseason play past right. the conference tournament. Yeah. And, you know, from Coach Foley's standpoint, I know he hated that. It was a tough season. There was a lot of different th- things that he wished would have had to happen differently. And, you know, at the end of the year, I know he was very frustrated. Yeah, he got his 800th win this year. But at the same time, the season didn't go like he wanted it to go. And, you know, it's been a long time since he's had to go through something. And that staff's had to go through something like that. You know, really, if you go back almost to the first season he was here in 2000 three four or four five I don't remember. yeah you know if you have to really go back to that point in time to 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 look at one of his teams and being that dis, uh, disappointed i mean uh joe has has built something here at little rock that we can all be proud of and you know we've been able to uh, even when you know at the beginning of the year the way that they schedule and the teams that they play they make it very difficult on themselves but what they do is they prepare their kids for their conference and um Joe understands that, you know, sure, he would like to have a lot of wins, but it's the conference wins and winning the conference tournament that's the most important thing. So, obviously, we know that, that the NCAA tournament is not going to happen after that. We get that notice after we find out the conference yeah, tournaments think, are not going to be played. I think we found out – we were actually in a meeting with the Sunbelt ADs and CEOs, I think, on Monday, that following Monday afternoon right. at about 3 o'clock, and we found it out at the same time everybody else did. We were on a conference call when sure. it was announced. And then – conferences start canceling sports in the spring. So you've got men's and women's golf. You've got baseball. You've got track and field. Yeah. You've got uh, – I think that's all of the, the sports for the spring semester that are basically – they're done. Right. And, you know, not having any final thing, it's like, okay, nobody – you know, we, we practiced yesterday or we played yesterday and nobody knew that was the last time. And, you know. Well, Chris um, Curry and the baseball team, they were getting ready to open Sunbelt Conference yeah. play that Texas weekend. Arlington was supposed to be here. Come so here. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we were, just like we were stopping our men's uh, b- basketball program, they were stopping their men's baseball program. They were two hours outside of Dallas already on their way here, you know, to be able to play that weekend. And, you know, we, we made a decision um, right after that on that Thursday and just said, okay, for at least this weekend, we're not playing in any sports. If, if we can't play a men's basketball game or can't play a men's basketball tournament, how can we look ourselves in the face and say tennis or track and field or golf should be able to play? Because our women's golf team was supposed to travel to Central or South Florida that weekend. And I, I called the women's golf coach that day and just told her, said, we're not, we're not going to do it. We're not going, you know. Uh, the Razorbacks – uh, indoor team was out in New Mexico that were already there. Were, the NCAA. Right, the yeah. NCAA uh, National Tournament. And um, they were there and had to come back, and it didn't happen. But, you know, if, I think we were a little surprised. We weren't surprised the NCAA tournament was canceled. I mean, I think at that from the men's basketball. I mean, I think at that point everybody felt like we had to do that. I don't think we understood at that point the science and how far reaching this was going to be because you know at that point we were all talking about two or three weeks something like that and now we're at two to three months um so i don't think we were really thinking we were i think i was surprised that the ncaa canceled all of the spring championships in that one fell swoop i was not expecting that i don't think a lot of people were and i think we very quickly as athletic directors and the ceos came to the conclusion if if they're canceling the championships 
for the NCAA, how are how are we thinking that we should be competing or practicing or conducting our own conference championships? Because we had to really come to that decision. Okay, are we gonna are we gonna play? And I think we were really one of the first ones that said no. Well, we're gonna cancel. I mean, if if they're telling us now the science is saying no that this has got to be a longer thing, then how can how can we how can we keep going with our student athletes? We just can't do that. So real quickly, we put into place. Um, basically a dead period and said we're not going to practice and we're not going to compete for the rest of this semester and I think it was the right thing to do Uh, you saw pretty much everybody else some of them said only through April or mid-April at that point but we swiftly went for the rest of the season it just didn't make sense because I mean then you get into uh, if you're going to stop your kids from practicing completely for a month and they're not acclimated to that and you're starting over how long does that take you know, you're seeing Major League Baseball talking about that right now, trying to start up in July. And, you know, both of us love baseball. <laughs> Cub fans. Yes, Cub fans, definitely. But, you know, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing we could come up made sense. So we're just like, we're going to have to bite the bullet and do it. This is Big Talk on Little Rock. He is George Lee, the athletic director of your Little Rock Trojans. This segment brought to you by Stevens. We're going to take a quick break, come back with more. After these words from Pepsi and First Security. Hello, human. This is a Mountain Dew ad, and we're about to crank things up in this booth. For starters, I don't like my voice. Let's change it. You, get in here. All right. Somebody, hand me some maracas. That's it. I'm starting to feel it now. Dew guy, drop a beat. How's this? Do yeah. Do yeah. Mountain Dew to leave. Do yeah. I just got gooses. Keep it going. HR department, start chanting. Yes. Gorgeous. Lady in the corner, what do you do? Terrifying. I love it. Toss in a bucket of snakes. Kick it. Bagpipes! I need them! Wizard, summon a storm. Ooh, mama. It's like a freaky spa up here. Elephants, contribute! Jim, smack yourself with a fish. (laughs) It's the most beautiful sound that has ever been. Mm. If you've got a mouth and a brain, crack open a Mountain Dew and reward your gullet with that bold citrus kick. Until next time, do the do. The sound of squeaking shoes racing down the court. Everyone holding their breath for the free throw. Then exhaling and shouts when the ball falls through the net. Sharing nachos and chanting every cheer by heart. Always supporting the home team, no matter the score. Fans are loyal in Arkansas. It makes us proud to be loyal, too. For more than 80 years, First Security has been investing in our home state and nowhere else. First Security Bank, only in Arkansas. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock. Trey Shap with George Lee, the athletic director of your Little Rock Trojans. This segment brought to you by Big Red. George, we've talked about the pandemic and how everything has changed since we got the word that the NCAA tournament was not going to be played. Obviously, the Sunbelt Conference tournament before that was stopped in the middle of it. But now we're to the point where it might be time to start welcoming student athletes back to the Jack Stevens Center, back to Little Rock to where they can work out and voluntary workouts. And so I want to know what the opening – procedures are and and how does Little Rock plan to protect the athletes right 
What we're looking at right now is in the month of June, we're only going to do voluntary workouts for student athletes that currently are in Central Arkansas. We're not going to bring any student athletes that have already left um, back to the area. We really want to make sure that we're doing all the right things and we feel like we want to start with kind of baby steps. So right now what, what we've told our coaches is, is we're shooting for uh, June 8th. Um, we had hoped really maybe to be more on a June 1st, but we just don't still don't have the PPE and the things that we need to do to be able to protect them. So I let the coaches know really yesterday um, that, you know, we're looking at June 8th. We should have everything in place at that point. We have about eight or nine student athletes that are still living on campus. Uh, we, we're trying to identify all the other students that are still in central Arkansas. It'll be very few. You know, I think we're looking at probably 15 student athletes in total. But then, so the month of, in, in June, we'll start out with just the Jack Stevens Center. So starting June 8th, um, we'll only have workouts in our weight room here, um, in our training room here, and on our uh, um, uh, court, the uh, Derek Fisher Court of our practice facility. And we'll go through a process that we're following the, the Department of Arkansas Department of Health guidelines of what we need to do, taking temperatures. We'll only do these by appointment. Um, you will not be able to walk in. So at least initially, we'll do things just here in the Stevens Center. Make sure that we've got our every ducks in a row. Make sure everything's going right. And assuming that all that works out, then we will kind of roll that out into our other facilities over at our baseball field at Gary Hogan Field, over into uh, the Donaghy Athletic Center weight room, and then over into our, our wrestling facility, the Greg Hatcher facility. Um, assuming everything works right, then we'll have those facilities open for those particular student athletes. And we'll go from there. So we're starting out with the kids that are here. Um, it's primarily men's basketball. It's still on campus. Um, there will be a few probably track kids. There may be a baseball player or two, uh, a golfer or two that will that will run through the Stevens Center initially, and then kind of see where that goes. The plan then is in uh, for our different sports when they would normally come back to come back at that point. Now we're going to have different things in place to make sure that we're doing all the things as far as cleaning and fogging and, and all those types of things that the Department of Health and the CDC recommend. But we plan on our men's and women's basketball teams coming back uh, that right after July 4th, that particular weekend, because that's when they would normally come back right. uh, for their summer access programs. Um, our fall sports usually come back, and that's women's volleyball, women's soccer, and cross country. They typically come back the end of July, beginning of August, and they're still planning on doing the same thing. You know, the things we don't know at this point is what the Department of Health guidelines look like right now may not be what they look like at those points in time. So we're planning for those dates, but they're still tentative. And you can adjust if need be. And, right. Um, you know, we, we have to make plans like those things are going to happen. And then we're going to have to have contingencies if we have to roll those dates back or things change, and, and we'll go from there. But that's what we're doing at this point in time. So, When you outside, you hear all the talk about, well, we need football to be played at right. most institutions. That's the case. Mm -hmm. At Little Rock, it's really not the case. You don't yeah. have football, we so don't. you're not reliant on big sport revenue right. coming from football. 
and, and the thing about that is, yeah, um, I think for the first time, I th- some people can say it's a good thing we or we're glad we don't have football. You know, um, I think a lot of people would like to see us start football at this point in time. Though it's good from this standpoint that we don't. You know, we're looking. Uh, we're meeting twice a week as athletic directors in the Sunbelt Conference, talking about all the different ramifications, trying to figure out what we're doing. And we're actually meeting tomorrow with all the head football coaches in the conference. And uh, as you say, right now, most of the plans you see talked about, most of the things that, that they're working on are primarily with football because it is so big and it is a fall sport of the one of the first ones that report back. So it makes sense to do that. And then you have to kind of look at that and scale things back to the size of the clubs that you're looking at or the size of the sports that you're looking at in the different things. But, yeah, it's 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 a big effort that everything has been going through with college football. And, you know, is the season going to start on time? Mm-hmm. Is only conference games going to be played? Are there going to be fans in the stand? What What percentage of fans? I think those things are all still trying to be figured out, you know. I think it gives us the ability to look and see what other schools are doing with their football programs and taking what works. And we, we don't have the urgency on having to have a fall sport that has to make revenue from our standpoint that they have when, if you have football. You know, we, we don't have million-dollar game guarantees that the, that the Sunbelt football schools are playing, that, that their budgets are depending on happening. You know, we don't have a football stadium that we have to put 70,000 people in and are dependent on those types of revenues. So what we're really doing is looking and seeing what, you know, University of Arkansas Fayetteville and the other, uh, all, all the different schools from the NCAA from a football standpoint, what is it they're doing? And it gives us a little bit more time to take the positive things that come out of the lessons learned of them going through those things without us actually having to apply them that quickly. So I think we do have an advantage from that standpoint. The Sun Belt and scheduling for the fall sports. Let's Obviously, we don't need to talk about football because we don't have that here. Right. But for soccer, volleyball, and then cross country, um, how is that going to look? It's going to look different this year. Uh, one of the things that we did um, probably month, six weeks ago now, is we looked at all of the conference sports that have team schedules. Um, so for us, that's really in the fall, that's uh, women's volleyball and women's soccer. And we had a lot of debate. We looked at different things. And really, one of the biggest things we we're trying to do is how can we keep our student athletes safer? Well, try not to have them fly. Okay? So. What we looked at is instead of the normal conference schedule we would have with the East and West divisions is we're going to stay within a divisional schedule for those two sports in the fall. So instead of our women's soccer team going on a trip to Coastal Carolina and App State, the furthest they'll go is Texas State. So we can we can bust that. It's right at the edge of the limit of, of what we would do from a bus standpoint. But it's a lot safer when you start looking at all the different guidelines and all the things that the that the uh, medical people are telling us about and it saves us money it saves us a, quite a bit of money and you know i don't think anybody anybody in athletics or even in the world out there will tell you right now that they know what's going to happen this next three to six months so from a revenue standpoint we're all very nervous you know we don't know how much we're going to have to cut or how much we're going to additional monies we're going to have to raise a combination of those but we can't look at it and say this coming year is the status quo and thinking that that's going to work because it really it's it's a very would be a very long shot if that happens i mean it could but so we're looking at you know 
how are ways that we can save money without really affecting the student-athlete experience? Was it really that different in uh, traveling and playing at um, Texas State versus playing at App State or at Coastal Carolina, those types of things? So what we did is we've made it more of a regional schedule. We've reduced the number of of contests they're going to have to some degree to be able to save money, but then to start kind of looking at, okay, what are things going to play out? You know, I've submitted a budget to the to to the university, which got submitted to the board of trustees of the University of Arkansas system, you know, already. But that budget is really mostly dependent on status quo. Well, I don't think that's really what's going to happen. So I'm sure. already working on a revised know, budget, re- several revised budgets. Of, yeah. OK, you know, what does it look like July 1st? What does it look like August 1st? You know, our biggest revenues are from the athletic fee, from men's basketball, women's basketball season ticket sales, and donations. What are those things going to look like over the summer? What are they telling me that change that I may have to make this coming year? I don't know the answer really to those questions yet, and I'm trying to prepare our coaches that this is going to be a year like none of us have seen before. Uh, We're going to have to be flexible. We may have to make changes on the fly. You know, I you know, you hear about even second waves of, of virus possibly happening, you know, in, in, in the late fall, kind of when the flu season starts. You know, what's that going to do to right, people's schedules? Right, when basketball schedules? season gets right, ready I mean, what, to what rock is, and roll. What is that going to do to football yeah. schedules, to any of the fall sports? You know, do you start some of these seasons and have to stop them? You know, nobody knows that. Has the university, and, I, I, and maybe this is more slated towards uh, Chancellor Drail, but has there been any – talk about starting the semester early and ending like some schools are at Thanksgiving? Not yet, and I, and I don't know that we'll be in a place to do that. Um, you know, I think there are, what, a couple of schools that have announced that they're doing that. Um, we're really looking at the traditional start dates, uh, looking at wanting to make sure that we can do face-to-face classes. I mean, we are a university that, that meets and has students on campus. That's the goal. But we also have to look at, you know, the um, possibilities of having a hybrid this mm-hmm. coming semester. We don't want to be entirely online, and there's some things that don't work online really well. Um, the goal, though, is to be face-to-face, um, and, you know, we don't know that yet. Um, but that's that's what we're – everything that we're working toward is to doing face-to-face classes. Speaking of the student-athletes and face-to-face classes – Man, this last semester for this athletic department, uh, the GPA for the spring 2020, uh, you had 58 student athletes that had perfect 4.0 GPAs. 79.5% of the student athletes were at a three-point or higher, and it was a department record of 3.41 for the spring semester in the GPA. Yeah, I'm so proud of our student athletes. Um, You know, we we, we did a release on it – just recently giving those exact statistics and you know I retweeted it and just said you know I'm so proud of our student athletes because the adversity that they faced and still be able to do something like this it's just outstanding and how proud I am of them and how all of us are so proud of them because you know um, being a student athlete is not easy it's basically working a job and still going to school and I did that when I you know when I went to school here I worked for UPS and so I know what they're going through, and it is it is not easy. And um, to have the best semester and the best overall year, and at the same time dealing with all the things that we're dealing with is, is very, very commendable. 
they they did an excellent job and i'm just so happy of them and you know just look uh, to continue doing the same things that they've been doing moving forward but it's 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 just outstanding i couldn't be more proud uh, and and you uh, i'm i'm right there with you i mean to to face the adversity that they face not only do they face adversity on the court or on the field or the sport that they play but then everything else that's going on to hone in and concentrate enough to where they're able to do that and maybe a blessing in disguise that towards the end of the semester they didn't have to worry about their sport they just had to focus on classwork but still that takes a lot of time yeah and and the thing you got to realize is that you know the majority of our student athletes went home mm-hmm. okay and some of them don't have the best environments from a uh, wireless standpoint, being able to get access to the internet, all those types of things that we take for granted, you know, here at the university and having to, you know, learn how to uh, deal with online classes completely where, you know, sure, most of them probably had maybe a class or two, but all of a sudden to go to all of their classes online, having to deal with that all themselves, having to work with our professors that some of them didn't teach online classes before that, you know, most of them probably had a, a small ver, um, part, but having to deal with all of those extra things and still being able to excel the way they did, it's, it's just, I mean, I think it says something really about what our coaches, the students that they are able to recruit, um, the, uh, the level of, you know, really determined uh, wanting to do something good, wanting to do something positive, uh, accomplishing their goal, you know, um, because that's, you know, as you as you and I both know, you know, a large part of life is getting up and going to work and doing those things and putting yourself in a in a spot to succeed, you know, and, and, and making yourself do those things. And I think they've stepped up to the plate and they've done it. We're going to take one more break, come back, wrap it up with George Lee, the athletic director of your Little Rock Trojans here on Big Talk on Little Rock. This segment brought to you by Big Red. A quick word from Baptist Health and Arrow Coach Lines. You're born amazing. And at Baptist Health, we want to keep you that way. In fact, that's our mission. To not only provide the most skilled doctors and nurses to heal you from sickness or injury and comprehensive care to support your recovery, but also to be your guide to health. Also, you can keep on inspiring, keep on reaching, and keep on amazing. See some of Baptist Health's amazing stories at keeponamazing.com. Arrow Coach Lines is ready to take you and your group on your next trip. Whether it's one day to Oakline or one week to Florida, Arrow Coach Line will meet your needs. 47 to 56 passenger coaches are available for charter service. Our motor coaches come equipped with DVD systems and internet access is available. We have added a new 16-passenger Sprinter van to our fleet, which is ideal for local service or airport transfers. Call 663-6002. Arrow Coach Lines, a family-owned and operated business for over 65 years. Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock. Trey Shap chatting with George Lee, your athletic director for your Little Rock Trojans. George, unfinished business. Yes. What does that mean? Well, it'll, I'll go back a little bit what I said. It, it's not just our men's basketball program. It's 
you know, all of our sports, especially our spring sports, especially the winter sports, the bas- men's basketball that didn't get to finish. Um, but, you know, you take our baseball team, for example. They're really only 10, 15 games into their season, and, you know, they're having a heck of a season at, at that point and really looking toward – uh, moving forward and really improving and having a good year and to having things just completely stopped and not being able to, you know, finish that. And, you know, I, I look at it that we have an opportunity to this coming year to try and get back to where we left off last year. You know, if, if you look at our men's basketball program, you know, you're completely starting over. You have the majority of the same number of uh, students that you had last year. But every year your team is a little different. One or two people changes the way emotions are. You know, um, we're going to be looked at from a men's basketball standpoint this coming year as having that uh, be, being being probably picked first. So it's kind of different than being It'll picked. be a little target on the back. Right. Uh, yeah, that's what I was trying to come up with. Um, it's not like being picked 11th and being able to use that motivation. So even being able to come back and completely start over, that's hard to do. But I have confidence in our student-athletes and our coaches that can do that. But it gives us the opportunity to show what we could have done last year. You know, Are you ever going to be able to go back and get that back? No. And unfortunately, I think a lot of our student-athletes have had to learn some life lessons you know, the last couple of months that maybe you and I didn't have to learn as, at that early age going right. forward. Yeah. I, I do feel sorry for them that, that they weren't able to, to, to be able to finish. But I think they have to use that as motivation, you know, to come back and do those long workouts over the summer and get ready for their, get ready for their sports when we come back in the fall and the winter and be ready to go. You were a student here at Little, Little Rock. Um, you, you knew about the Arkansas State-Little Rock rivalry with that but it seems like it's been maybe elevated a little bit over the past couple of years and it might even got elevated a little bit more this year with with basketball right yeah um i i I hope all the students that we recruit realize that arkansas state is our arch rivals i won't say enemy i think that's going too far sure um you know we need to be civil with each other but when we step between the lines of the courts or playing fields or what in whatever sport, we're there to win. We want to beat Arkansas State. Um, that is our goal every year. Uh, we want to beat everybody, but we really want to beat Arkansas State. We're, we're, we're so close in proximity. You know, our, some of our students uh, that, uh, uh, that we're recruiting student athletes may have opportunities to go to either schools. And, you know, when you're looking at, you know, victories in recruiting and all those types of things, um, it, 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 is a, it is a good rivalry. You know, um, sports are, I think, at their best when you have two teams that both want to, to, to beat each other and mm-hmm. play each other a lot. You know, both you and I are, are Chicago Cubs fans, and we love to beat the St. Louis Cardinals. It's Every s- time. Same same thing. You know, um, to me, you know, um, it's 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 good fun at the same but at the same time we want to win. So I, uh, wish- I, I try I try to make that clear when I when I talk with our students at different points in times. Maybe it means a little bit more to beat Arkansas State. It would be hard for me to say that I that I don't do that. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, uh, I I like to say right now, and hopefully I I won't be able to say this much longer because they will be playing. But 
The Cubs are undefeated, and, the, and the Cardinals haven't won a game yet. So <laughs> That's a great way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of rivalries, UCA, the Governor's I-40 showdown. Uh, this was the first year when everything was stopped. Uh, you're, you're the athletic director now. You were leading in that race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 think, it's, I think it's a great thing for uh, Central Arkansas and us to play each other. You know, uh, uh, for a long time, I think uh, people here at the university would get frustrated with the University of Arkansas not playing us. And some of the same time, the people would say, we don't want to play University of Central Arkansas. And how can we look ourselves in the, in the mirror and say those things are any different? You know, um, I think I, as the athletic director, have to realize that if we're going to put our team out there on the floor, we're not going to win every game, you know. So you, you, I think at times uh, maybe not playing Central Arkansas or Arkansas not playing us, I think it was like you can't lose to them, you can't play to them, and no coach is going to want to be put in that in that position because if, if you play, you're going to lose. And no, don't tell that to Chris Curry because okay, they kind of they got them pretty good the, the season ago. Know, but it's – I mean, we're, what, 30, 45 minutes apart. Uh, we should be playing each other at both Division One schools. I think it makes for a good rivalry. As you said, we were leading, but, you know, who knows what would have happened later on in the spring. But I think we would have had a chance to yeah, win this year. had a good year. baseball team this year. Yeah, I, I really think we had a good opportunity, you know. We'll never, we'll never know, um, but I, I think we need to be playing Central Arkansas. I think it's good for both of our schools. I mean, I went up there for, for our men's basketball game, and you know they had a lot of fans there, and it was, it was a fun environment to be in. You know, why wouldn't you want to play in front of fans from each team? I think that's what's one of the things that's so great about when we play um, Arkansas State here in the Stevens Center. They have a good number of fans here mm-hmm. every game, every year, and you have those two fan bases yelling and screaming for their teams. It makes a great atmosphere. You know, the Razor, Lady Razorbacks played our women's basketball team over at uh, Simmons Bank Arena, and, you know, I think it was a great environment, and I thanked uh, the AD, Hunter, you're a check for, for doing that, and um, he said, you know, if, if we – it just makes a great environment. You've got fans here that, are, you know, sure, we could have played somebody else, but they wouldn't have anybody here. I mean, those are, those are great environments to build those types of things. I think it's good for our state to do those types of things, to be playing each of the teams that can have their fans there. It just makes it a heck of a lot more fun. Well, George, thanks for the time today. I know we're going to sit down again before everything gets ramped up for the fall sports, and we'll have a lot more information then for sure. – uh, the fans of the Trojans and those that are involved and, and interested in it. And we'll obviously have a lot more information then. But in the meantime, stay safe and, you know, good luck with everything that uh, you have going on here. Thanks, Trey. I appreciate it. You you do the same. Have a, have a great day and stay safe, everybody. Another edition of Big Talk on Little Rock comes your way next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to Big Talk on Little Rock with Trey Shep. This was a presentation of Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics.